I couldn't ever compete with that. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, your protectors, Ray and Peter Lance. And it's always a pleasure to be sponsored by USA Wealth Group, the protectors for all of us and our families. Thank you so much, Phil. It's always wonderful to hear that nice, kind introduction from you. And good Sunday morning to you and good Sunday morning, Peter, to you. Good Sunday morning. It sounds like everyone has their voices on this morning. (laughs) I think we do, and I hope we do. You know, I had something interesting happen this past week, uh, Phil. I just went down to Washington, D.C. for a visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was actually a Masonic event that I went to. Wonderful. I had an opportunity to spend some time, and I went to the Vietnam Wall. I saw the Korean War Memorial for the first time, which is very, very inspirational. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a chance to see the World War II Memorial, which I had not seen before. I saw the Women's Memorial for Vietnam women who served in in Vietnam, and many other things. The Washington Monument is completely enshrouded right now because they're doing construction to it since it had some earthquake damage. But I want to tell you that when you get to see some of the sites in Washington, D.C., it's really inspirational to see Uh, some of these things and to remember the veterans who have uh, sacrificed so much for us and I just really encourage you and anybody else who has a chance even if you've been there before get down and visit again we also went to the Smithsonian and saw a few things at the Air and Space Museum Uh, saw one of the IMAX theater presentations Mm -hmm. Uh, they're fairly inexpensive if you're a senior in particular I think it's like six dollars to see the performance and um one of the probably the most moving thing I saw while I was there is I went to the Holocaust Museum, and I had never seen that before. And it's it's truly an emotional experience to see that. You just you can't say anything when you walk in through there. There's nothing to say. It's it's um, it's hideous. It's inspirational. It's moving. It's it's just something that I think people should really experience. Right. So there are some wonderful things to see in Washington D.C. And um, hopefully everybody has a chance to get there at some point and see some of them. the best sightseeing city bar none in all of America. In fact, Pete, I want to bring um, sometime I'd like to get down there with your boys as well. They're old enough that they would enjoy a number of the things that I had a chance to see while I was there. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in past shows about uh, money tips and uh, how to save money or how to – do things without spending a, a ton of money. And one of the things that I talked about was a trip to Washington, D.C., because you can drive there, and uh, it's one of the few cities, one of the few places where you can go where all the museums are free. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the tourist attractions are free. And, uh, yeah, it's something I've, I've been looking forward to doing with uh, with the boys. I also took a side trip while I was there, and I went to Quantico, Virginia, mm-hmm. and saw the Marine Corps Museum. And even if you don't have a background in the Marines that uh, Peter and I do, it's still a marvelous, marvelous uh, design and very well put together. There's something for every age to to see. So lots of good things to see down there. I also notice there's a lot of construction going on in Washington, a lot of buildings under construction. Uh, There's a new addition or maybe it's a new creation for the African-American Museum, uh, part of the Smithsonian. 
There's an existing smaller building, but they're building a much larger building right next door to it, it looks like. So a lot of activity in uh, Washington, D.C. Get down and visit. (laughs) So, Phil, let's jump right in and talk about our show. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about financial planning for couples, married couples, single couples, gay couples. And then last week, we talked about uh, financial planning for men and some of the things they need to think about. Mm -hmm. And so today, we've saved the best for last or the best Mm -hmm. for third, which is financial (laughs) planning for women. And... uh, Let's begin by saying a few simple quotations from one of my favorite uh, people, uh, Mr. Ben Franklin, and uh, see if I can find that one again. Um, Rebellion against tyrants is obedience to God. That's that's perfect for just take that out and replace Celeste. All right? (laughs) You can do that. I I also like one also that I think applies to Many people, unfortunately, I think we have to live life somehow with that famous uh, Greek word, enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Yes. yes. And that is a Greek word, by the way. It is. And it's this one. Uh, some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75. Wow. Benjamin Franklin. Well, how, how profound. He had a lot of interesting things to say. But more importantly, I want to say some interesting things about women because there are some interesting, funny quotations about women. And this one is from Cher, you know, Sonny and Cher uh, fan. I got you, babe, yeah. (laughs) The trouble with some women is that they get all excited about nothing, and then they marry him. (laughs) (laughs) I had a chance to see Norm Crosby this past weekend, too. Really? He's wonderful for some great one-liners. And, of course, uh, John Barrymore had one of the classic lines of all time about women. This is a little sexist, of course. The trouble with life is that there are so many beautiful women and so little time. <laughs> and then one which is in keeping with our, our, our habit of wanting to talk about some Greek quotations. This is not actually a Greek. This is by Samuel Johnson, a famous, a famous English writer. And he said, a man is in general better pleased when he has a good dinner upon his table than when his wife talks Greek. <laughs> so tell that one to Celeste. I like that chance. one too. <laughs> but, uh, Peter, let's begin with our topic of the day because we have many, many things to talk about for financial planning for women. And why don't we start by uh, explaining to us a little bit, Peter, about what we do. Why don't you tell folks what we do? Sure. Uh, We work for USA Wealth Group. That's the uh, company that sponsors this program. Uh, USA Wealth Group, we provide uh, short-term to long-term financial plans and goals for you. Uh, From the smallest financial matters all the way up to your largest goals, uh, we're happy to speak with you. We never cost uh, charge anything for you. It's, It's of no cost for you to come in or to speak with us on the phone. We're always happy to do that, and we truly are there to help and happy to help. And we're located in North Dartmouth, right off of 195 near the Vanity Fair outlet. And our number is 508-998-8858. Let's begin by talking about some uh, myths about uh, financial planning and money and handling money. And so myth one, number one, is that men are financially savvy. And we find... That in most cases, and we've talked about this even last week, 
that it's the women in a relationship that are often handling the finances and are often better with handling money. So our program today is talking about tips for women, but one should never assume that it's the man in the relationship that's the savvy person handling the money. It's more often than not, it's the woman who's doing that. Um, A second myth is that men like to control family finances. Well, that may be true sometimes, but um, especially today, more modern couples, uh, it's either a shared responsibility or we still find that more and more it's women who are handling the finances and they do a better job and they have more reason to be concerned about finances in many ways, don't they, Pete? Because they live longer uh, than men do. Um, one Another myth is that men are money-motivated and that's true to a certain extent, but it's just as true for women who are handling the finances. Another myth is that, here's one for you, Pete. Men don't like economically powerful women. What do you think of that one? <laughs> men don't like it? Yes. I would think that most men would love it, but maybe some old-fashioned men wouldn't. Well, I think today, uh, you know, in the, the theory here is that uh, increasingly men do enjoy the idea that they have somebody with them who's smart and intelligent and who's able to make a living, able to support themselves. And um, some of those men who have a woman with them in a relationship, let's say, uh, who do a better job handling money or who have a good job, they tend to respect that woman often a lot more. So it's a myth that men don't like women who are financially independent. I think the opposite is true. I think that, yeah, absolutely the opposite is true. But there are some people who have that old school way of thinking where, uh, you know, they may not want that. But I don't don't think that that's at all commonplace today. I think that is an old school uh, way of thinking and it's uh, getting to be less and less. Uh, It's actually, I think that there is something in a lot of men's uh, nature and and it's just internal in them that they want to be a provider, especially if they have children. Um, So they want to be, you know, as much of a provider as they can be. But I think especially in today's world, uh, one of the studies that we have in front of us, um, more women graduate with college degrees now than men do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder back in the old days when our grandparents were younger, did the man take care of the finances? Because I know it was very yes. chauvinistic. Yes. Yeah. It was much more common um, a generation ago, two generations ago. Yeah. It was much more common for a man in a family, a man in a marriage to want to control the money. And we have seen a number of situations over the years where uh, when a man passes away, often before a woman, that a lot of times a woman simply doesn't have a clue about what to do with a checkbook even. Uh, we've seen situations where a woman has never even handled a checkbook, and they have to start from scratch. So if you're a man listening this morning and you're in that category, remember that you're likely to pass away before your wife does, and it's real important that she be able to handle finances if you're not there. That's for older generations. Today it's much more common for mm-hmm. everybody to be equal and even more common for a woman to assume more control over the finances. Uh, some of the studies that have been done, uh, they did a poll um, recently, uh, Allianz Life Insurance Company did, and said that uh, more than half of all the married women in this country see themselves as the chief financial officer of their own household. Mm-hmm. And so husbands are not quite as influential as they used to be 
when it comes to managing money and managing finances. In fact, uh, we said once on the show, and we have some statistical information, Peter, that in this country it's estimated that 74% of all the resources in this country, all the banks, bank account money, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, investments, 74% of that total are managed by women more than men. That's incredible. Yep, it is. So um, consistent with you know these kinds of findings, um, almost 60% of women respondents say that they are the major handling person of the money in the household. Um, uh, even though, you know, I'm a financial uh, advisor and, and uh, that's what I deal with on a daily basis, my wife is the one that's in control of the money at home and she does an absolutely fantastic job with it. And it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of uh, detail to try to keep track of all the monthly bills, especially in today's world when there are so many more monthly bills than there were even 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, but she does a great job, and that's not her trade by nature. Well, the funny thing that happens, too, is that even though increasingly more and more women are the ones who are handling the money and handling the finances, uh, there's still a lot of insecurity out there that they're going to be left insecure. So it's very important for uh, women especially to take charge of some of the decisions to make sure that proper financial planning is being done to make sure that a proper estate plan is being set up. Because often the husband may tend to be the procrastinator in making these decisions. So our topic today is financial planning tips for women. Uh, Let's get into some really uh, detailed specifics. Whether you're married or whether you're single, make sure you have some credit established in just your own name. Because if you're significant other, if your husband um, should pass away, it's real important that you might have credit to be able to buy a car, start your own business, uh, do whatever you need to to sustain yourself. Just about everything nowadays uh, is based in some way or another on your uh, credit score. Uh, Even if you're looking to get a job, a lot of uh, companies nowadays will actually require you to uh, authorize them to run your credit report Mm -hmm. uh, just to even be hired for that. So it's absolutely important to establish credit in your name if you don't have any uh, and to keep that credit uh, in good standing so that way it's good credit. Uh, But actually sometimes it can be even worse to have no credit than to have bad credit. We've seen that lately. We've seen that recently. When somebody goes to apply for purchasing a house, for example, and they've historically just been paying cash for everything, and they literally don't have a credit report, they're not going to qualify for financing. So tip number one is whether you're single or married, make sure you have some credit in your own name so that if something should happen to your significant other, you can get by with having a credit history. Right. Uh, The next tip, and we've talked about this before, it really applies to everybody, but especially for women, uh, build an emergency fund of three months to six months pay. Have something and a savings reserve. I know it's tough today. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, but if you have the opportunity, put some money aside for savings, pay yourself first, as we like to talk about. And that way, if you have an emergency, you can put your hands on it and you can survive if you need to. Another real important tip, Peter, is if you happen to be a woman who's working for a company that offers a 401k or some kind of a pension plan that you can contribute to, 
Um, probably not a traditional pension plan. Most of those are disappearing. But if you have the opportunity to contribute to a company-sponsored 401k plan, absolutely put money aside for retirement yep. and start early. Even if it's a small amount, it does add up very quickly. Uh, you know, if you can do $20 a week, $40 a week, uh, you know, it may seem like a lot, but uh, if you can get by on that, uh, that can add up extremely quickly just in a very short period of time. I'm talking less than five years to have a, a real decent uh, chunk of change in your retirement account. And it's important also for women to learn some basic rules of investment. When you're younger, think about investing in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and things that over time will outpace inflation and will grow. When you get to be closer to retirement age or actually retired, uh, typically you want to be a lot more conservative. And then you might look into annuities. You might look into, well, probably from middle age on, you might want to start looking at indexed annuities. They have a good potential for growth, and yet you won't lose any principal. Um, make sure that you realize that nothing in your financial status is necessarily permanent. Don't assume that your job is always going to be there. Don't assume that your husband is always going to be there, whether it's divorce or death or anything else. Right, Pete? Yeah, life, life is crazy. Anything can happen. Uh, one of the things that we failed to mention at the beginning, the most important thing that we always talk about is start with the budget. Yep. Um, absolutely start with the budget. We'll be happy to mail you out one uh, and write down everything that you spend every single penny for a month. Task yourself with that goal and, and uh, see how you make out. Get your, get your budget on track and see what you're spending in one month, and, and that's a good place to start as well. A couple of general tips in that whole area. Uh, we've talked repeatedly about the importance of having a budget, but you have to have a little bit of discipline to start saving, a little bit of discipline to start investing. And if you do, then it becomes a habit. And anything that becomes a habit becomes easier and easier and easier to do. I read something recently that I thought was uh, fairly informative, and that was set yourself deadlines. Most people tend to be procrastinators. Everybody in this room Very right good now point. is a procrastinator sure. at some point in time. Yeah. And one of the little tricks you can play with yourself is not only write things down, but give, you, give yourself a deadline and say that, by this time, 30 days from now, I'm going to have saved $100. Right. And if you write it down and you give yourself a deadline, mm -hmm. then you're more likely to get into the habit of doing something. So set some deadlines for yourself and um, make some habits of your finances. Good advice. Now, let's take a look at um, paying bills and uh, why we pay bills um, People still tend to pass the buck when it comes to uh, saving and investing, uh, investing for retirement. So it doesn't matter what your age is. Start right now. The younger that you're, the younger the better. Obviously, um, set up a budget as we said, and then start putting aside something from every single paycheck period. I don't care if it's five dollars or ten dollars or twenty-five dollars, whatever you can comfortably put aside. Um, just don't put it off. And why do you want to do that? Because if you can start a consistent, regular habit of doing something, then it's going to be a lot easier. Um, let's talk about some other specific tips, Pete. And let's talk about some things that uh, you might do in your own family, for example. 
Sure. I mean, we're sort of talking over a broad range here, but, uh, you know, if you are somebody who has been married for a long time and your husband has always done the finances, as as we talked about, just sort of have an idea at least how to uh, balance the checkbook and and how to pay the bills just in case something does happen to him. And if you're, you know, if we're talking about much younger women, as I said, it's it's a much uh, improved place equally for women in today's workplace. It's still not on par and still not equal with men in terms of what women get paid, and it should be, but it is getting there, it is improving, and there are a lot of women in today's world who are the breadwinners. Um, so they should also be uh, financially independent if they are not in a relationship yet or not married yet. Uh, and we talked about some of those with investing in your retirement plan and setting money aside, paying yourself first. Uh, one other thing that's a big step is if it's at all possible, buy your own condo or your own home. You don't have to be married to go and buy a home and it's one of the best investments you can make. Um, you know, that's a good tip and a great place to start if you're able to do it. If you are somebody who's starting out, uh, you know, just out of college or in the first five, 10 years of your career. You know, Phil, we're in the planning stages right now. We're going to be doing something called a financial skills class for oh. women. And we're going to be doing that in the fall. We haven't figured out an exact date yet. And we're going to invite people to come to our office for probably just an hour to an hour and a half at a time, maybe over a three-week period and start from A to Z and mm -hmm. go through just basic financial skills. Sure. Not estate planning, uh, just financial good skills. Good financial planning. advice. Yep. Fundamental good advice, yeah. Well, we've talked about it so many times, and it's absolutely ridiculous that they don't have more basic skills, you know, financial skill classes in mm -hmm. even elementary school. Uh, you know, my seven-year-old yes. still doesn't have the concept, and we talk about it with them all the time, about the value of a dollar. Although New Bedford High School, to their credit, has a bank in the school, and they teach courses about uh, how to uh, save and uh, what to uh, do in a budget and whatnot. And that is, you know, to their credit. Probably the most important class that they can take. Yeah, you're right. Do you remember, Phil, in elementary school where you could actually bank and put aside I a nickel or a I quarter do. a week? <laughs> I and do. And you get a little card and you accumulate money? I remember I, that. I wonder why that disappeared and why we can't bring that back into the yeah. elementary sure. schools again. But sure. My boys don't... both have savings accounts with, um, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to mention the name, but with <laughs> sure, the local. Bank 5. Yeah, Bank 5. And they've mm -hmm. got the nickels account for kids. And you can put any amount in there, I believe, to, to start a savings account. That is so it's, awesome. It's real important. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about estate planning when we come back. And I also have some specific, more specific tips for women and financial planning, some things that uh, you can use even today to start thinking about planning. And if you'd like to reach Peter or me and talk uh, in further detail about some of these ideas or get some of our free reports on Social Security, just give us a call at 508 998-8858 and we'll be happy to send some free information your way. And remember there's always something you can do. Yes. We'll be back in just a moment with more of the Money Guys radio show with our Money Guys here, Money Wise on WBSM AM 1420. You have to read it instead of a list. I know. That's why when I Google stuff for the show, I always put top 10 tips, top lists, top. 
<laughs> it's a lot easier to print off and read. Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show with our money guys, the protectors, Ray and Peter Lance. Great advice, first half of this program. Thanks, Phil. We'd like to continue with our topic today, which is um, financial planning tips for women. Uh, we focused on men last week and married couples and couples the week before. Um, maybe next week we'll talk about pets. <laughs> Pet, pet financial planning. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I don't think that we need to devote an entire show to that, and I don't know if we could. Well, we probably could, but <laughs> pets are extremely important and one of the most uh, important things in a lot of people's lives. My my pets are very, very valuable to me. Sure. But, um, you know, we talked a little bit before the break about there's always something you can do, and that's sort of a mantra that we've had for a long time now. Uh, there's always something you can do, and the earlier that you do something, the better. And every single situation when it comes to your financial matters. So whether you're just starting out, whether you're married, whether you're uh, widowed, divorced, there's always something you can do and there's always something that we can do for you and we're happy to help. So uh, give us a call, 508-998-8858. Today's topic, we're talking about financial tips, uh, financial planning for women. So here's a couple of financial tips for women. Uh, a few quotations. This one is by Aristotle Onassis. I say he was not Italian, was he? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Aristotle Onassis said, if women didn't exist, all the money in the world would have no meaning. Oh, my gosh. That is great. That sounds like a famous Greek philosopher. Yeah. <laughs> and I like this one, too, from uh, Sophie Tucker. From birth to age 18, a girl needs good parents. From 18 to 35, she needs good looks. From 35 to 55, she needs a good personality. And from 55 on, she needs cash. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice, Sophie. (laughs) Yes, good advice. And um, But, you know, women do need cash, and especially as they get older. And um, I'm going to make a brief diversion here from our main topic about financial subjects. And talk about why it's important for women to do estate planning. Number one, typically women are going to survive man, uh, the man that they're with. And um, only 34% of the population in this country have even done wills or trusts. And um, it's important to plan for incapacity. If you want to leave something to charity, it's important to plan for that. If you want to provide something for children and grandchildren or parents or pets, you need to plan. Um, Married women uh, not only live longer, but they often tend to choose husbands who are older, which means they're more likely to be widowed. So estate planning is critically important for women. It's not just a woman's issue, obviously. Uh, And there are important tax considerations as, as well. So women live longer than men. They tend to earn less money than men during their lives, although that's changing, but it's still not equal at this point. More women become custodial parents. Uh, Increasingly more women are business owners and professionals. And it's real important that they do a will, sometimes a trust, 
a durable power of attorney, which allows them to designate somebody to handle their affairs if they're incapacitated. They should do health care proxies and things of that nature. So, uh, ladies who are listening, if you have not done an estate plan, if you and your husband have not done an estate plan, then you really need to think about um, making sure that that's done. Otherwise, you can waste money on taxes or assets can go to people that they don't belong to, go, they right. don't want to go to. What do you say <clears throat> we ask our listeners to set a deadline to do that, just what you asked? Deadlines are real important, as I mentioned earlier. You know, set a goal saying, yes, I know I need to do this someday. Well, someday becomes tomorrow right. and the next, next month and then the month after that. So say, <laughs> I need to do this someday and I need to do this by such and such a day. Right. And set a deadline for it. It's more likely to be done. And, uh, you know, in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, there is a wonderful bar there for the college students and painted in orange on their roof is free beer and underneath tomorrow. tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tomorrow sometimes is too late. Well, we'd love some feedback if you do take any of our tips. Um, We'd love to hear how you're making out with that. But, you know, the the most important thing is to do the budget as we were just talking about. And it's it's a habit. It's, It's breaking old habits and forming new ones, and you can do it. Uh, and once you start doing something, you will eventually make a habit out of it and forget that you're even doing it, and you'll be in much better financial shape and awareness of your finances. I agree. So, Peter, if you wanted to refer the women who are listening to a woman attorney who does primarily estate planning, who would you refer them to? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> of course, I, I, I that's do a have trick the question, music. right? <laughs> You know that music? Da, 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 da. No, my mother is a wonderful person and a great attorney. Uh, Tenny Lance is my mother, and I would definitely recommend speaking with her with uh, any estate planning questions. And she can be reached at 508-998-8800. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> and let's come back and talk about top 10 money tips for women. Number one, don't rely on someone else, like a husband or a boyfriend, for your financial security. Get educated. Learn as much as you can about money, investing, and continue to do that all of your life. Number two, set goals. It's the key to success. If you say you'd like to do something and I hope I can do something, you have a wish. But it's not a goal. And unless you make it a goal and set it down in writing, It's just never going to happen. A third good tip is don't use money to make yourself feel good. You know, sometimes people say, you know, I'm depressed. I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go to the store and buy something. Well, that's a way to spend money that maybe you don't need to spend. Cut your own hair. Oh, no, that's not on here. No, you can't cut your own hair. (laughs) Did you do that this morning? (laughs) No, my wife cuts my hair and she does a great job. Uh Well, if you're going to spend money, do think do it on something that's going to uh, improve your own self-respect and creativity. And uh, don't try to make yourself feel good by spending money on something. Uh, that's, a, that's a bad way to spend money. That's been a long-term study that they've done over and over again, and it's, it's proven that a lot of people do it. They feel depressed about something, and they spend money to try to make themselves feel better. And it might work mm-hmm. for about 
five minutes, and it usually makes people more depressed right after. So don't don't spend money if so, you're right. not in a great mood. Especially if you walk out of the store and see somebody else wearing the same thing. <laughs> or see it on sale a day later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so here's another really important tip for um, financial planning and saving money. Spend less money than you earn. And that makes common sense. But yes. just think about that for a second. Don't spend every last nickel that you make. Put something aside. Pay yourself first. Get an education. People with college degrees uh, make on average something like a half a million dollars more during their lifetime than those who don't have degrees. Uh, My brother finished his college degree, I think, probably around the age of 40. He did it on a part-time basis, and then he went on to get a master's degree, and then uh, he worked for the electric company in Worcester, and then he gradually educated himself and pulled himself up higher and higher in the company doing that. So... Continue to work on yourself and work on your education. And if you are working right now, see if your employer is willing to pay for any uh, uh, college uh, courses because a lot of them do. They will be willing to pay for either part or all of your uh, furthering your education. And if you're retired but thinking about maybe going back to work part-time or just looking to uh, do something interesting, uh, look into seeing if college is free for you because at a certain age you can actually take college courses for free and then we've mentioned this one a little bit earlier but it's an important one create an emergency fund i mean everybody from Susie orman on down says have an emergency fund if you don't have something set aside for an emergency you can be really stuck and at the same time while you're doing that um, watch out for your credit cards if you don't have an emergency fund and something happens you can end up having to charge on credit cards And I'm seeing somebody next week who has a difficult issue with a credit card. It's an unfortunate story. They uh, went away um, and allowed their daughter, who has some dependency issues, to borrow the credit card with the promise from the daughter that she was only going to use it for emergencies. And they came back home to find out they have a $3,000 debt on a credit card. So just be really careful how you use credit cards and let others use them. Um, Another tip, Peter, is to become really involved in the day-to-day management of your own family finances. Whether you're running the finances or not, uh, doesn't matter which spouse is, but talk about it. Make sure you have a a good understanding of what you're really spending money for or saving money for. And if you marry, we talked about this a little bit uh, one of our last programs too, Make sure you know what your partner or your prospective spouse's debt uh, is before you get married. So you, then you know who should be handling the money and what steps should you take to pay down that debt. But protect yourself, sometimes with a prenuptial agreement. Make sure that you have insurance. Uh, that can be not only a great financial tool, but also can protect your loved ones, whether you're married or not, uh, whether you have children or not. Uh, And life insurance typically is less for women because they live longer and because, you know, usually, generally, they are in better health, uh, physical shape than most men. So uh, look into life insurance, permanent life insurance, not term, uh, unless you have a specific need for term insurance. Yes, although, uh, as we talked about before, if you're younger and you have uh, children, and maybe that's not a high priority item in terms of your budget, but at least have some term insurance in place so that if a catastrophe does strike, 
the family can carry on without you financially. Another important tip is uh, don't be afraid of losing money. Uh, don't have a fear of failure, which is going to stop you from investing. If you don't take steps to invest in something, then you're going to not going to ever make any money either. And I guess the last good tip on the area of you know, top 10 tips might be learn from your money mistakes, but don't let them, don't let them hobble you or cripple you. Everybody makes right. mistakes. We're always going to make mistakes mm-hmm. in how we handle money or uh, any other decision we make in life. But, you know, learn from your mistakes and try something different the next time that's going yep. to work uh, better for you. They can strengthen you. Sure it can. We always have to learn from whatever we do, don't we, Pete? That's right. <laughs> so women should learn to become financially independent as much as possible. If you are in a situation where you are a, a widow or a divorcee, for example, um, you have some special things that you have to be concerned about. There are special rules in the area of Social Security where if you've been married for at least 10 years, you can collect off your divorced husband's Social Security, for example. Uh, and there are important uh, ways to do that. We'd be happy to talk to you about that. We'd be happy to send you a free report called Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Yeah, there are a lot of tips that we've talked about on the show before and that uh, you know we've mentioned, just like my father just mentioned. I mean, there, there are some things that you can do. There's always something you can do. And uh, just some of those Social Security benefit uh, that you may not be aware of and that Social Security sure isn't going to make you aware of, um, we have the answers to. And, and again, we'll be happy to let you know that and give you some tips and, and help you out. Yep, we have a lot of free financial reports we're happy to send out, and we do get people to call the office from time to time. We're happy to accommodate you. And there is no obligation, by the way, if you want to come in and sit down and meet with Peter and me and talk about what your own financial goals and objectives are. And uh, if you'd like to do that, we're on Fonts Corner Road. Give Peter a call at 508-998-8858 or me, and we'll be happy to help answer your questions. We don't like to do that on the telephone because there are just too many questions back and forth, and sometimes it's helpful to uh, see what kind of papers and numbers that you might have. Right. Yeah, a lot of that uh, a lot of that information has to go into a lot more detail, uh, but there are some questions that I've been happy to answer over the phone, um, but you know, something where you're talking about your goals and Social Security benefits, we actually do need to sit down with you. Uh, but, th- again, there's never any cost or obligation to do that. Peter had a meeting uh, just recently with a woman who has Social Security, uh, no husband, no children, no close family members, and some equity in her house, but no other way to support herself except for a reverse mortgage. It's actually the opposite. She has no uh, Social uh, Security. She has a a pension, and she receives zero Social uh, Security. She's not uh, uh, eligible for any, so she has a, a very limited pension, and that's it. Wow. And so a reverse mortgage is her best route? Yes, she's a perfect candidate for that. Um, She's already signed the application this past week. Mm -hmm. Um, It will be approved, and she'll have a credit line that she can live upon. Briefly, what does a reverse mortgage actually do? Well, it's only for people who are age 62 and older. You have to have a house. You have to have some equity in the house. You can still have a mortgage. The mortgage will have to get paid off with the reverse mortgage proceeds. 
If you have no mortgage, it's a little easier because now you can put on the house a reverse mortgage, which gives you a lump sum of money or it can give you a specific amount every month for the rest of your life or it can give you a credit line and you can draw upon it as you need it. You do, there's, there's very little requirements, at least as of right now. You have to be 62. Everybody on the deed has to be at least 62 years of age. Uh, and it's basically just tapping into your equity. Uh, it's your money. It's the equity in your house that you've you know earned, you've paid off. Uh, reverse mortgages used to have a, a bad name because they used to have what's called a call date. And you know after 20 years, you had to pay the proceeds back to the bank. Uh, or the bank would then foreclose on your house. Right. That's, that's no longer the case. that's no mm-hmm. longer the case. Um, so they they had a bad name, but it's really not the, the case in today's reverse mortgages. They're much different. They're something we recommend in a lot of cases now, where uh, we didn't always do that in the past. Um, uh, and if it's if it's a need for someone, then it's absolutely something that we recommend. Um, one thing to actually mention is that they are making some changes to make it more restrictive to get a reverse mortgage nowadays. Uh, or not nowadays, but uh, probably within the next month or so, would you say, they'll be voting on that and making those changes? Yeah, there's something brand new. Um, it was actually, I think, around March of this year it was passed, but it was only signed by the president uh, in the last 10 days, I would say. It's called the Reverse Mortgage Stabilization Act. It is going to make it uh, potentially more difficult to qualify for a reverse mortgage going forward. There might be some uh, financial information you would have to provide, certainly some credit score information, uh, whereas now basically you just have to be 62 and own the home as your, as your primary residence. Uh, it'll, be a little bit, it'll be a little bit more difficult uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not automatic. It, it gives uh, FHA and HUD the authority to enact more regulations. And, of course, more regulations means more delay. And I guess there's some concern that some people who did reverse mortgages decided not to pay their insurance on the house or their real estate taxes and then used as an excuse they didn't understand what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always been a requirement that although you don't make a payment on the mortgage, you must still pay your real estate taxes, and your insurance. I'm surprised it's not automatically deducted from whatever you get. In some cases, it is. Yep. But to make it, uh, it's also become a, a more expensive program for the government. So if anybody listening has ever thought about doing a reverse mortgage, they ought to be thinking about doing it sooner than later because the history of almost any program is that it becomes more restrictive the longer it goes on. And we are anticipating, as Peter said, that they might now go to uh, a credit check situation and look at somebody's credit score. They're not doing that right now. It's actually one of the best times to, to go about and do a reverse mortgage if you're even thinking about it. This woman who my father was just speaking uh, about, uh, she came in about two weeks ago and she met with uh, uh, the, the person, took the application and um, basically, she almost came to tears and said, oh, I wish I had done this a lot sooner. I thought you people charged money to meet with me. And I said, no, we never do that. Um, and she said, I haven't had a decent haircut or uh, you know, had new clothes purchased in the last couple of years because my pension is so limited and this is going to be a lifesaver. And she just went on and on about how happy she was and how she wished she had done it sooner. Yeah. Every single case we've ever been involved in has had a great success story and we've always felt very good about it afterwards as have the people who've done them so age 62 and older uh, and you have to have equity in your house um, 
Let me just jump backwards for a minute and talk about uh, life insurance. Uh, Life insurance, women should be concerned that if their spouse is healthy, they ought to have some life insurance on the life of their spouse. And there's nothing wrong with having it both ways. If the wife happens to die first and she has some life insurance on her life, it's also going to help the husband get by financially. Maybe there's been two Social Security checks coming in and now there's only going to be one. Um, you know, economics change. So look into life insurance. Uh, life insurance, we've always told people, is something to get if you have a need for it. But I'm suggesting, especially for women listening today, uh, if they don't have some kind of life insurance on their husband's life, you know, unless the husband, for example, is not insurable, uh, then that's a real deficiency because um, it's it's a way to provide for taking care of the surviving spouse or the surviving wife. And uh, we do a lot of that. We've had, again, some very great stories of success in that area. Um, let's see. Peter, what else should we talk about in terms of things that women in particular might need to do? Mostly it's really just get educated. Learn as much as you can. Uh, be on the lookout for some of the programs that we're going to be doing about you know, financial survival for women and uh, financial uh, success stories for women. We're yeah. going to be doing that in the future very shortly. And as you said, we have a lot of these um, worksheets right in front of us that we're reading from that we'll be happy to mail out to you if you're interested. Uh, but mostly just as, as uh, we mentioned, educate yourself, do a budget, plan, do something now. Uh, you know, women today who are just starting out in the workforce have it much better and much uh, uh, it's much more equal than it was before, but it's still not on, on the same ground as men for the most part, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, women are gaining equal ground uh, slowly but surely, and, and it's it's been a long time coming. And if you're a woman and, and you're planning to retire soon, let's say you're working for a governmental agency um, or a private company that has its own pension plan, there's typically important choices to make in terms of which pension option you want to elect. And that should integrate with Social Security if you take if you are eligible for Social Security. Take advantage of your company's uh, 401k plan, especially if they offer any type of matching. Uh, that's just you know free money. So really look into that and maximize your benefits. Uh, you know and what you're putting into it if you can, and really have an understanding as to what it's invested in. Uh, read your statements and realize whether you're losing money, whether you're whether you could be earning more money if it were put into a different fund, for example. Uh, you know, just make sure that you're aware of everything, or give us a call, and we'll be happy to uh, lead you in the right direction if you're not 100% sure. You know, I think it's it's been uh, discussed over the years that women tend to decide they're going to cut back on expenses and they're going to scrimp. Mm-hmm. rather than to save. And women need to learn how to save. If you are retiring, for example, if you've got a 403B or a 401K, we can show you some ways that you can take those accounts and roll them over, uh, perhaps into something like a uh, tax-deferred uh, annuity, uh, possibly a, um, uh, something that will give you a bonus return as well when you choose to do that. So there are many, many things that you can do. And um, let's let's just uh, wrap up uh, today, Peter, by talking about 
Uh, don't put it off. Don't be afraid. Women have unique needs and unique sets of skills, but they need not to be afraid about making some decisions. And um, I'm going to close with a couple of quotations here, Phil, that I think are important. Great. Uh, my advice to girls, first, don't smoke to excess. Second, don't drink to excess. And third, don't marry to excess. <laughs> that was Mark Twain, by the way. <laughs> Mark Twain was another one of our wonderful people. And um, a local visitor. Hmm. And um, just in general, please give us a call. Come to visit us. Come to see us. Call for one of our free reports. We've got a lot of things that we can offer. Um, you can also sit down with uh, Tenny Lance if you like to and um, ask questions about some of these things that we were talking about today. And, Ray, before we go, it's always, uh, you know, it raises my eyebrow when folks say, oh, I thought you were going to charge me to sit down and talk and these are free consultations, folks. And the money that you'll save is just extraordinary. Yes, it is. And uh, we have so many different kinds of reports we can offer people. So our challenge today to everyone listening is to take some action, do something, create a small plan, a small deadline for yourself, start a new habit of saving some money, pay yourself first, but mostly start and begin to do something. We're here to help you, and mm -hmm. we can do that. And just give uh, us a call, Peter. Where? USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. We're here to help you. Thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you, Ray and Peter Lance. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for loyally listening to the Money Wise Radio Show on WBSM with the Money Guys, your protectors. Wishing you all the best until next week.